welcome to another episode of Flower Seasy Hour. This is uh, your host, Tim. I'm joined again by the same crew that hosted the first disc of Melancholy. Uh, to my left, Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. And then to Matt's left, Ryan Stubbs. I think you should introduce me uh, second, because I'm the to second Ryan's co-host. right, Greg. Hey, how's everybody doing? Start all over and introduce me second. All co-hosts. And uh, yeah, we're back to talk about the second disc of Melancholy. And what you're hearing right now is a cover of 1979 by DJ Rack, R-A-C, featuring Liz Anyos. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What? R-A-C. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Liz Anyos. Yeah, of course. Liz Anyos. Liz Anyos. You know, Liz Anyos? <laughs> I think she's Italian. DJ Liz Anyos. Well, featuring Garfield. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Starting it off well. John Arbuckle, Otto, <laughs> DJ Lasagna's. You know what? Garfield. If you're going to have a Garfield reference, it's going to be your DJ name. You should be DJ Normal. I don't appreciate notes being passed to me. I have to uh, help Stubbs with his mic like, technique. You can just, just tell me, you know? You don't have to pass yeah. me a note. No, it's a producer note. You don't have it's to like, pass me a note like I'm a child. <laughs> I thought that would go over well with the people watching on the HD For the video listener, stream. Greg just wrote down and passed Ryan a note saying, get right on the mic and talk into the mic. Hey, this is uh, Stubbs, and this is my mic tech. I was... I was... <laughs> I'm in a I was right on the mic. I now I'm like sucking on the mic. The intro song I played was a house dance thing or whatever. The other intro song I was contemplating was just like this kid online. His name is McQuaid19 on his own YouTube channel, and he just does covers of songs on the piano, instrumental versions. He has like a hundred covers recorded, and he sits down and record one being 1979. You're oh, giving McQuaid that... 19 right now a major bump oh, man. in popularity. Free plug for McQuaid 19. There's you also are... a... He just shot up <laughs> to number one on iTunes. This Quaid 19 just... also covers the Lord of the Rings theme song. Oh, wow. On that's... piano. <laughs> that's pretty great. Does he cover the Game of Thrones theme song? I'm sure he has so many. Uh, I, he does cover Mr. Brightside. Let's just guess songs and then look up if he covers them. Well, that's going to be pretty hard, man. He has tons. Okay, uh, La Bamba. I don't see it on this list, but I can click the show me more button <laughs> and keep looking. Wait, no La Bamba on the next page. <laughs> okay, um, um, I can't think of any more I can songs. check in periodically and let you know if I've found La Bamba ever. Did you ask me if the kid did the Game of Thrones song? Yeah. He does do oh, the Game of Thrones song. Oh, I guess I'm one for two. No La Bamba, but yes, Game of Thrones. Jason Wirth of the Washington Nationals will sometimes use that song for his uh, batting song. And again, you're breaking the fourth wall, letting people know where we live and where <laughs> we record from. No, I just wanted to talk baseball for a little bit. So spring training's coming up. Did you hear that uh, Wirth is <laughs> going to jail? Kinda... You hear about that? Yeah, I heard that he's going to jail for four days. Yeah, let's get into baseball talk. Wars <laughs> going to jail for Let's four talk days. hot stove right now. What's Round going the on? bases. Yeah. Did you know there's this also a reporter that just like has a beef with Jason Worth for some reason and calls him I, like calls him out just Jason in, Worthless, right guys? Exactly. <laughs> I don't like he, it when probably, people beef. he probably says something like that, but or he says he just thinks that Jason Worth is a jerk for some reason, and he's met him, and he thinks that that guy's yeah, a jerk. Yeah, like Jason Jerk. Yeah. Am I right? Jason Jerkoff. Yeah, <laughs> you right. are just... Yeah. And keep Matt's going. On, keep Matt, going. Matt is on fire tonight. Um, 
But anyone that you that chooses More like the Jason game on fire, right? Yeah, that's right. Anyone who chooses the Game of Thrones uh, theme song for their batting music, I think I I can't have a problem with that person. I think that person's got to be pretty cool. He'll also use the Walking Dead theme song. So this gets me to uh, my point. What shows? What shows did you bail on after the first season? (laughs) Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. What Smashing Pumpkins song would you choose? As your so you're a professional baseball player playing in this the is MLB. a great question. This is a great question that I just thought of right now. What so you're uh, you got to choose a song? It's the beginning of the season. And this is coach it's is not there. hard for me to imagine. The coach is saying, as a Tim, pro ball player. Tim, we need you in there right now. But before you can go up to bat, you need to choose one song, and it has to be by the Smashing Pumpkins. And let me point out that. For your theme song as you approach the plate, it's got to be a quick developing song because you've got maybe 15, 20 seconds. It can't be a slow build like a Chura Barak, for example. Maybe well, too could, slow of a you build. Could, you, could choose, you could punch you could in choose, the segment. Yeah, you of can the song. choose when it goes. Okay, Matt's song, never played you know? pro ball yeah, before. Jeez, very obvious. <laughs> obvious. They have people yeah. that do that for I've you when you play there. in the professional major leagues. When been, you're in the show, Matt, you know. When you make it to the big leagues, I just get like mm-hmm. organ music when I go up to bat. It just—it's uh, yeah, not the same because you're timing. playing hockey and you're—you're uh, <laughs> you're going out with a baseball <laughs> bat in the hockey. Because game. you're playing bubble hockey yeah. in your basement. Is that why I never actually get in the game? Yeah. Did they, I have a bat out on the hockey ice? Yeah, but do they do they play your requested song on the organ? I guess that's another song. What organ cover of a Smashing Pumpkin song would you what? want played by at McQuaid, the game? By McQuaid 19. By what McQuaid, song yes. would you want played by McQuaid what, 19? What song at the end of this podcast are we going to request for McQuaid, McQuaid? Oh, yeah. McQuaid. I should send him an email. Tweet at him right now. Yeah. Hashtag. Is this your song you'd this walk out to? Come on, let's go. Is that by the Pumpkins? <laughs> is it not from the later albums? It's off their best albums. Zeitgeist. <laughs> I, I really betrayed myself, and I'm not that familiar with Zeitgeist. Wow. That's that, skipping that light years really ahead good. right here. But that's a good, I mean, that was the question. It wasn't, uh, it was any Smashing Pumpkin song. Yep. And that would work for, like, Come on, let's out. go. Come on, let's go. That would, yeah. that would work if you did not want to psych up the crowd at all. Yeah. If you wanted the crowd oh, just man. to rain down booze on you, because mm-hmm. they, like, play early pumpkins, and I would get the bat. And they'd be like, I'll oblige you, crowd. Mm-hmm. I'll play some early pumpkins. <laughs> and then, of course, I'd put on Wind- Windowpane is my song. Uh, can we hear that one? Uh, it, it was off Gish. It's the one Darcy sings. Okay. <laughs> forget already. That's, that joke was only for true fans. Like, you really have to have a deep knowledge. Like Anyone had a deep knowledge like myself was just laughing their ass off and they heard that. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's anyone hilarious. who got that joke, tweet at us. Let us know you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hashtag hilarious, Tim. So around the table, though, let's uh, come on, let's go. That would be mine. What about you, Tim? For real? For Something real? Something off-ish? Or? Man, I to walk like, out? for real. You're I mean, you're getting the, fired up. Put yourself in the game. You are Jason Worth. All right, let me put myself in the game. Yeah. I should remind myself, the first time I ever played organized baseball in sixth grade, I threw the baseball right into the ground in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> in a fit of rage was it a tantrum no, type situation it was or? not knowing how to throw a goddamn baseball so you got mad and then threw it in the ground or no i was trying to throw it to somebody <laughs> and i threw it right at my feet i like released it at my feet <laughs> and my best friend's dad who got me to play he was the coach he's like he got so sad he's just like 
have you ever thrown a baseball before? And he's like, no, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and uh, he like worked with me. He's like, let's go to the side and like let's work out a little bit. That's what happens. You don't have a, like a male figure living in your house with you, or one that's you know like an appropriate male figure. So my dad was the coach of my little league team for about ten years, but I wasn't oh, wow. any good, and so. It was a little awkward because you you know, he wants start, to get me. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wants to get me in the game, but you're walking a fine line there because your coach's son, you're going to be a little more heavily scrutinized. Oh, so your than the teammates others. probably hate you then because you're getting in the game and you shouldn't be. I remember one time he sent me in as pitcher, and I clearly had no <laughs> ability to get it across the plate. And I think I walked to like five straight guys, mm. twenty straight balls in a row, and. Then he took me out, and I, I cried. He had you batting young. positions one through four in the lineup? <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, played Little League, I played catcher. And, uh, yeah, my you nick- did. My nickname was The Fence. <laughs> it was not. It was. Who the hell was called so you Fence? so good. My dad's friend, who was the coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they give you fun names like that. I Since I was tall in sixth grade already, like everyone always said I was due. Whenever I got up to the plate, it's like, he's due because I couldn't hit shit. And so every time I get up, like, big guy's due. He's due for one. And nope. uh, never. I think once I hit like a two, twice I hit like grounders to third somewhere. And that was the extent of my hitting You're season. like the guy who... The outfielders are like, uh-oh, because they don't know that you have no skills, but they see your size. They're like, uh-oh, back up, back up. The yeah, coaches yeah. are like, hey, back up. Bunts, yeah. Unintentionally bunts. <laughs> and when, I, when I'm on deck, I'm carrying like three bats and swinging them to make sure like, oh, yeah, I hit them deep. The intimidation boys. factor. Yeah. And before you're going to get to the plate, what song plays? Are you packed to this? <laughs> I feel like we need to close the circle. I thought we evolved from on this that a conversation, bit. so right. we can move on it, to you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to think. They have such a rich catalog. Do I? I would probably play um, something to get. Am I trying to get pumped or just playing something I like? You want to get the crowd pumped up? But I, why do I care about bot- the crowd? It's up night, to me to hit dingers. To you, yeah, it's if I hit a dinger, the crowd's going to like me no matter what. Yeah, but the crowd pays your salary, so you no, want they don't. <laughs> The crowd pays the owners, uh, who gets also paid uh, through contractual But as Jason Worth has shown, you can play the nerdiest, lamest music around, and as long as you hit dingers and they're good, people are going to like you. People, but people like that because it's uh, you know songs that people are familiar with, and they like those shows, and they think, oh, that's kind of quirky and different. You know? All right, I have my answer. Okay, landslide. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Drops the mic. <laughs> you almost just dropped the mic after I you did. said that. Because you, no, no, I mean, you I was, realized that you had the perfect answer. I was real pleased with that. You did. You won. You oh, won. and you yeah. want to know something Game about over, Landslide? I've been doing some research for this episode. And just came across this because Fleetwood Mac just played at the Verizon Center. Oh, yeah. Did they cover that uh, Pumpkins they tune, Land, Landslide? No way. Yeah, that they did. They covered it at the show. I had a coworker that went to Fleetwood Mac, and she told me it was great. Oh man, I but, wish uh, I would have gone to yeah, that. Yeah, it was like three hundred bucks or something. Yeah, they ponied up for so. it. It was like her birthday party. But um, so I was reading about it, and someone interviewed Stevie Nicks a couple of years ago, and they asked her about Landslide and Billy Corgan covering it. I actually have her exact 
quote written down over here, but she basically said something like, I'm vamp. No, yeah, let's, let's vamp while yeah, he uh, gets the quote please. out. So right now the crowd is going wild. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just think about it, crowd. Like, Just take a minute, crowd. The crowd is like, going wild. Yeah. I think just wash is over them. I got yeah, that quote. Everybody just goes silent for a little while and oh, listen yeah. to the song and then they're ready and then and then you hit the dinger and then it's just the lone <laughs> sound of the ball getting hit flying. All right, I think the quote's ready. It's a home run. Everybody just cries. Nobody cheers. They just cry. Well, you're crying out of excitement. like Crying out of joy. Like in the natural, with the lights bursting, everyone's crying. And then... You know, Mary Scott will stand up in the audience. Everybody like the just... girl in the natural, and I'll look at my wife, and I'll be like, what do you want? And then <laughs> I'll round the bases. Yeah. Um, so what Stevie Nicks said, exactly. She said, I was very honored to have Billy Corgan pick out that song on his own. There's nothing more pleasing to a songwriter than having someone doing one of their songs. It also led me to being friends with Billy Corgan and the possibility that someday we'll work together. Over this song, there's been this incredible connection. He reached out. Hmm. Friends with benefits? Question mark. Yeah, maybe. Did you know that? Uh, I think actually, Billy had to get her nose completely redone because it was so riddled with cocaine. Is that an urban legend? Or is that no? Real? I think that's true. I think it's true because somebody told me. I think it's true because it was on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's true because somebody told me, and I'll spread that rumor. It but was on this I love, podcast. I love Stevie Nicks. Stevie, I love you. You know it. Yeah, Stevie Nicks is crazy because as a kid, my dad never, ever pointed out hot women. He wasn't one of those kind of dads that nudge you and been like, oh, look at that babe. But Stevie son. Nicks was so uncontrollably hot to him that he just could not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, he mentioned uh, two women ever that he was like, oh, I just think she's a really hot chick. And then later on, he said Kelly LeBrock. Do you remember who she was? Yeah, 80s uh, swimsuit, yeah. Sports Illustrated Weird Science. Type she was deal. the girl in Weird oh. Science. And mm. Hard to Kill was Steven Seagal. She's the nurse that nurses oh. Steven Seagal back okay. to health. All right. So she was a hot number back in the day. And those are the two that my dad felt comfortable telling me. Maybe he just didn't tell me because he thought I was gay or something, but he thought <laughs> I wouldn't be interested. He didn't, we didn't like live in the same state, so he didn't really know what was going on. So he, he probably about, saw my Smashing Pumpkins goth outfits, and he's like, yeah, okay. probably <laughs> yeah, your dudes. Goth Smashing Pumpkins outfits, which was a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt. Yeah, don't break the mystique. <laughs> don't let people know I actually was a huge jock in high school playing lacrosse. <laughs> Shit. But Probably yeah. playing lacrosse with Todd from the previous podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Todd, did he teach you how to play lacrosse yeah. after a guitar lesson? Lacrosse did. We he, finished, up, did play we finished up the major pentatonic scale. Let's he go did. out and whip the ball around the Todd's backyard. Todd's going to be a recurring character <laughs> here and for that quite a while. was the best summer of my life. <laughs> we played the cross. Yeah. We played Smashing Pumpkin songs. And he gave you a, your sexual awakening all in the same summer? No, I'd never, nothing ever happened. Remember, I passed out with Miss Teen, Petite Teen. And I sent you some Miss Petite Teen stuff. Or I sent it to Stubbs, I guess. Did I send it to everybody? Yeah, no, you the sent contest. it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, some of the rules were kind of crazy, actually. I felt, but, I felt a little strange opening that link at work. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> it comes with like bad spyware yeah, embedded for sure. Yeah. You're, you're dead. <laughs> Immediately track. <laughs> Edward Snowden just turns up at your office if you open up the. Well, it's like a little like Nedry video. from Jurassic Park just shows up on your computer. Uh 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 uh. uh. No Miss Petite for you. 
<laughs> Actually, that was creepiest part about the website was there was categories for ages. Do you remember that? There was like <laughs> yeah. eleven to twelve, and then went up to seventeen. And I forgot to tell you the other part of that story. That it was she was in the eleven to twelve range. I was I was uh, seventeen at the time. No, she was like 18. Remember, I told you she came with beer. And for some reason, I thought that as 18, she could buy beer. Can you be over 18 and still in the Miss She was a. She already competed at that point. Oh, she already lost. She was a veteran. Yeah, we've talked enough about her. Yeah, okay. You know, we can't rehash this. We already talked about that story. Close the circle with no. I I think we're done with the. Well, who song, else? Who else is Matt, you want to talk about yeah. the song you're batting? What's your uh, intro? Oh, I think it would be today, just because it rocks from the beginning. Get the crowd pumped up. You don't want to no, throw something starts, out there that starts with starts a with little a, lick. Yeah, noodle. Yeah, but that's about ten seconds. I've got time mm, for that. No, you've only got about oh, no, ten but seconds. Cut that in half, so you have the riff go once through, then it punches in. All right, agreed. And that's how you do it in the bigs. <laughs> yeah, but that his whole premise for. Wanting that song, your whole premise for wanting that song is it, for it to start early. My premise that, is it doesn't, it doesn't, because I'm going to hit four home runs that day. Today is the greatest day. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, if yeah. I had to pick a song, uh, I think Tim kind of won with with landslide. That's a pump up the crowd song. Yeah, I don't think I can uh, think of one that's better than that. Um, I so, love the sound of Tim's cellular. Just keep it there. Kicking in. You hear that beeping noise? No. That's, I can't hear that. You're being real picky because I cannot <laughs> hear that at all. I can hear somebody breathing, though, for sure. I don't know which one of us that is, but. Did you ever pick your song? I'd stops? probably pick uh, They Only Come Out at Night. Why would you pick that? It would be, people would think it was strange. Because well, it would there's like, such, during a day game. There's such things as I would a night only game. Play okay, so what would you choose for a night game? They only come out during the day. And would have the no remix song like that. with him saying that. And instead. There's no song like that. Well, there would be a remix. So is, I would is, I would do an overdub, and it would be the song. I would say they only come out. So by by they only the day. So, let's, so by they only come out at night. You mean we only come out at night, right? Or is there a different version? Both so both versions. Bird. So let's 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 just see it. Let's see how the let's see how this plays out. Like let's imagine that you're mic'd up. You know, sometimes they mic up people on the sideline in football. Yeah. So you're mic'd up coming up to bat. I'll be the pitcher, I'll be mic'd up. And uh so here comes Man, uh, I can't wait to hit some hit this ball out of the park. I'm warming up and I'm a major league baseball. Next player. up on the plate, All Ryan. Yeah. Here Wait a second. This better. This is a uh, day game, so hopefully they've put in my remix where it says during the day instead of at night. If not, I'm going to be really Ryan upset. Stubbs comes into the season with a I'm .125 batting average and no dingers in the last two seasons, uh, so he's up oh, to no, the Oh no, they didn't. They didn't do the remix. So sh- all right, let's Christ. see him play. All right, I'm, uh, I'm the pitcher, Mike. Oh my gosh, it'd be so easy to strike this motherfucker out. <laughs> this guy's batting average is .125. He can't hit shit. How do he get here? I don't even understand. The catcher's saying like a speedball. I'm gonna give him a slow ball because hey, you know he can't hit it. Is this wow, the pitcher? You guys know all the terminology. It, it, a speedball. <laughs> hey pitcher, I'm gonna throw that speedball speed ball and a slow right ball. by him. Is, is this that pitcher that threw it directly right into the dirt the first time he ever threw a ball? It is. I'm not worried about his speedball <laughs> or his curly cue. All right, cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> Last time on the show, we did 
a segment. It wasn't officially a segment at the time, but it's called Smashing Pumpkins Stories is what I'm calling it in retrospect. We all told stories of like how this album affected us when we first listened to it. Emotionally. Emotionally, because we were all teens. Sexually. We were sexually teens. Some yeah. of us are still sexually teens. On a deep, personal, intimate level. Yeah. How so, did it tingle our butts? Yeah, exactly. Tingled our little butts. Does anyone have any stories they forgot to tell last time of Smashing Pumpkins? Greg, I think you mentioned you may have had a story about listening to this album. Yeah, I, I, I for some reason thought that I just went out and bought it, but that wasn't the case. I had a similar experience at Matt. Because I remember that we all had great stories, and we ended with your and really my real boring, bummer. lame yeah, story. My, my bummer. No, mine was similar to Matt's. I had heard of all the songs. I heard all the singles. and, and uh, Matt's story was pretty extravagant. <laughs> yeah, Matt's story mom. was about his mom and putting <laughs> bobs. I did not have the mom part. I was, uh, I was in the Navy at submarine school by the time I decided to buy it. Private Greg, get down here. What pushed me over the edge was the guy in my my, Benson, in my barrack <laughs> my, my barracks roommate was playing uh us one song off this that I don't know I don't think it was a single it should have been I won't I don't know if I should say it now or wait till we get to going through it go for it it's like my favorite song on the on the album uh spoiler yeah spoiler stumbling and I was like great tune that's a popular great tune. tune and I was like what in the world and I had already heard so many great songs because like tonight tonight and all all the singles were really good off this album but man that one pushed me over the edge and i went out and bought it right right that day yeah that was another one i really loved too God. stumbling and that if you go online and, and just like start reading about melancholy there's a lot of people that love stumbling and through the eyes of ruby which is another song we're gonna get to that's another big album favorite for people yeah it's got like an elliot smith vibe to it but we'll get back to that yeah it's it's i think it's it's their best songwriting you know, and, and I'm a huge Jimmy Chamberlain fan, and like I love the drums and Smashing Pumpkins and everything. So to to have that be my favorite song, it's like it that just speaks to the actual songwriting. Do you? Uh, this is uh, this is really on topic. You ever seen that pornography, um, Captain Stabbin? Okay, Stubbs doesn't know what Captain Stabbin is, which is ridiculous because you went to a big public university. But it's one of those like pornography shows that everyone's seen <laughs> yeah. when they were younger. It should have been part of your degree. <laughs> yeah, like Bang Bus or all those like or Casting Couch, like all those shows. Okay. So, like everyone, like especially with us growing up with the internet first coming about, and everyone, all of our friends got psyched about pornography sites, and they showed you all the crazy stuff. Like, I guess just passed you by. I but guess so. Captain Stabbing was a show where he would just get some girl. However, they come about these girls, and he would take her out in a boat, and he wear his captain hat, and he would have relations with her. And the kicker, at the end of every episode, he would pick her up and toss her off the boat into the water. Oh, okay, and that he was, was his gimmick. He's captain stabbing, and the do you know do you get to play on words. Yeah, so get that. Yeah, okay, because he's stabbing them with his penis, thrusting like sex. Oh. In no, the I privates. thought I thought it was a love boat reference. Captain Steuben. It's a play off that. Yeah. And they, but he's stabbing women with his In their privates, he's stabbing them. Yeah. Okay. For, who's watching the... <laughs> so it's like when you um, say, let's hit the pause button, and you pick up a <laughs> monkey paw. <laughs> I don't know that what kind of, you are saying. What that, in the world is a monkey paw? That kind of, what? That's what you're talking like, about you when you're saying a, monkey a play. Paw is? No. Between the two of you, I prefer your... Your base of knowledge. What right? the hell is a but, monkey paw? This is, <laughs> is it another pornographic state school <laughs> no. uh, degree this the, requirement? This is the podcast called We Don't Know Anything. 
<laughs> I know all of this. Let's say stuff and then say, oh, I don't know I about that. I am the bridge that. between we all talk about mytho- mythological tales and pornography. Is this, yeah. What is a monkey paw? Monkey paw is an old urban legend, like horror story, where uh, you get like a monkey paw, actual monkey's paw from like a, a gift shop or a novelty store, and mm-hmm. it grants wishes. But the wishes are always perverted, like how they're granted. Like you'll ask for all the money in the world, and the monkey paw will grant you the wish, but all the money in the world will come from an insurance policy. On Made your out wife. of penises. Or your wife will die and you'll get oh. the money. Something like that. And you're like, oh, I didn't want my wife to die. It's like, well, it's a perverted granting of the wish. Or it comes with a free Frogurt, but the Frogurt has. Yeah, it's a Sim- Simpsons. Is this, Simpsons is this like on TV thing. or something? Or? No, How that's I never a, heard it's of an this. old famous story, but Simpsons did a parody of it on their Halloween episodes, too. Mm. Oh, okay. So between your knowledge of pornography, Greg, Stubbs' well, knowledge of the Simpsons. Of what? And I'm in the middle with knowledge of both. And I'm trying to bridge the gap between you two <laughs> okay. and telling you about Monkey's Paw and Captain Stabbing. You're like a translator here. <laughs> yeah. A translator between cultures, yes. between two different cultures. What I really wanted to say was that when we were all sitting around drunk one day, we thought of a funny, gritty reboot of Captain Stabbing, where it'd be a real movie where he starts out as Ensign Stabbing, and you have to see how he works his way up to Captain Stabbing. <laughs> and he's just like, he like saves the whole like Navy boat where he's just, you know, and it's really gritty and it's raining and people yeah. are yelling and he's just screaming and there's fires everywhere. At some and, point, he's Lieutenant Commander Stabbing. Yeah. yeah. He has not yet made full bird <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And then the, like, the pornography part of it is just a, they were going through some hard times. He had to save the ship. He had to find some way to save the ship and the merchant marine well, ship or whatever that he was on and so he had to do pornography for a little bit of time and he really struggled with it but um that's another know. way to go what we had yeah. was some kind of ending where he had a um some, a woman on the boat as well another navy personnel person he loved and they were in love and in the raging battle where he saves everybody she gets killed and so at the end, he rolls her up in like a blanket and has to throw her overboard for burial at sea. Yeah. And he's so heartbroken by that. Yeah. That's why he can never love another woman again. Mm-hmm. And he starts his pornography business throwing women over the side of the boat as Captain Stabbing. Yeah. And <laughs> at some point, he also becomes the stabby and gets <laughs> stabbed in his stabbing way and gets thrown over at the end. Yeah. I mean, that can be part of it. Yeah. So you don't know if he's going to live or not until the sequel. Um, <laughs> Admiral Stabbin. Stabbin returns. <laughs> Greg's tenure in the Navy reminded me of that idea. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad I could bring something to the table. Tonight. Why did Why did we start talking about this? Because I bought this CD when I was in the Navy. And Captain Stabbin. Okay. <laughs> Captain Stabbin. <laughs> naturally. Came my from my that. barracks roommate, Captain Stabbin, was playing Stumbling, and it pushed <laughs> yeah. me over the edge to go buy this. But at the time, he was only a young seaman recruit, Stabbin. <laughs> yeah. I think we should have a new segment on the show where we talk about how to improve the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Start. What? Would you fucking change, asshole? Right. Since you come in unprepared every Wait, time. Are we in are we in that segment? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we've segment. been in that segment about do, do, five do, episodes. Do, 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 All right. Do. I How do we improve? Easy. The show? Stubbs can prepare things right. and do things ahead of time. Okay, we've got one suggestion <laughs> that I could prepare and do things ahead of time. Do something. But then you would you would miss all my off the cuff remarks that are just so classic like this hmm. um I believe like this you could segment s- that i've just come up with you could still have what off I the cuff remarks i so they're I, not mutually exclusive dumbo okay so that's part of this how could we improve the show steps could repair that's one two 
maybe we could have some celebrity guests. Why did, why can't we get someone to be on the show like uh, someone that's in the Smashing Pumpkins? Have we even tried? Billy Corgan, we decided not to invite him on. He was interested, and, and we yeah. said, it's just, we want to keep you at, at arm's length. I mean, you if two, we're gonna criticize you two you were in Chicago. Real. Yeah. And you creeping. had a chance you guys to creeping. go talk to him and get him to be on the show. And you missed that opportunity. So that's We had I, some deep one. dish pizza to eat that night. You know we what? didn't have time. You know what the problem with... <laughs> that a, makes for an interesting story, The too. problem with celebrity segment is that celebrities are fickle. And they won't show up, maybe. God, I love this uh, song. This is a great song. This is the opening song to side two, or just two of Melancholy, where boys fear to tread. That's a great little riff right there. And there's nothing much to that riff. Like You can play it as an amateur guitar player. It seems like a uh, leftover riff from the Zero Sessions, like... Came yeah. up with a zero riff, and then this riff was like, you know what? Let's throw that another another yeah. song. No, I mean, it's just like it has like a gothy, grungy sound. So, Matt, by leftover, do you mean that in a good way, or does that kind of speak to what we talked about last week, where it's like, here's another idea popped into my head. Let's write another song and yeah. throw it on the double album. And yeah, not I mean, edit I think ourselves. I think multiple riffs could be consolidated into fewer songs. Similar theme to what I was saying in the previous podcast that. This song to me it did, just doesn't work. So where where boys fear to tread, like as a, a opener, like for I me, give it a two. I me. gave it exactly the same thing a two. I love it five. I, it's well, this, one of my classic songs. Really? I mean, wow. I, I remember a five means this is it. You Easy know? grader just over because, here. Just because of the riff. Is I, that like no, what song. else like, is to it before, I, besides the riff? I I played that song guitar so many times. Tim, you're the wow. teacher that I wanted in third grade. I mean, easy grade. I get, you know, we got to justify our scores. You know, I can say the reason why I gave it a two is it just, it's just like goes teacher, on and teacher, on. I wanted third like grade. Nothing, no hook, the, big melons. <laughs> that's what it always comes back to with you. Uh, the thing that I was thinking about when we were uh, when listening to this album, dragging today, ass. It does. It feels like it's this song is a little more like a grunge, like typical grunge song. Right, like he's trying to do a Nirvana thing here. No, formulaic I, I, I get for the time, big that's, time. That's what I, what, that's what I get from it. Um, it doesn't tread bit. any it's new like, ground sort whatsoever. Sort of like a not so good. The song is called "Reborn to Tread." Stubbs, give me a number. Uh, I'll go with a one point five. You can't do it. You can't uh, do halves, and you can't give it a yeah, zero. I'll go was, with a two. Oh, that was so cute. One point five. Stubbs is giving this a two, <laughs> and he only How gave you out. Make it weird? Stubbs only gave out one two on the previous disc, and he's given this turn like two. I feel like I'm Are you keeping track of my comments, Greg? I mean, <coughs> so I rate well, Stubbs' comment. Now, now I need the rating. Of I feel like maybe I was being a little harsh. Yeah, the well, the Facebook comments three. against Stubbs after the first album were, were saying maybe he was a little harsh. Yeah. Give it a, a real listen. Give it a fair shot. Listen, my agent got in touch with me and said, hey, Stubbs, you're coming off across. You're yeah, coming Billy, across. Billy hasn't been pleased. As someone that's not so quite I'm gonna have as to, likable. I'm going to have to apply a multiplier to Stubbs' previous scores then so that they match up with these. So, hmm. Tim, what would you grade Stubbs' comment on that one? I mean, I think they're probably going to get a lot worse as we go on, so I'm going to start off with a three. And, and I can't we, remember, how does the Stubbs scale work? One means inverse. he's an idiot? Or, oh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. one means it's a great five comment, is, and five, five means he's good. an idiot. No, five means <laughs> it's the worst comment in the world. Yeah, the right. Well, no, it's it's opposite. Stupid thing I've ever heard. The, so the the stub scale is opposite of 
the rating scale, right? And so what's the rating scale? Five is good. Yeah. Five is good. And no, so, five is not good. Five is like this song is perfection. Oh, five makes oh, yeah. it on Greg's iPod. It makes it on my, my limited a, space iPod. It's a Boolean scale yes. with uh, five is perfection and everything else. And is... don't give me no point fives because otherwise we'd do it out of ten. Yeah. Why don't we just exactly. do it out of ten? As Greg so eloquently exactly. put it last time. All right. So this... Uh, I prefer a scale out of ten, but I'll go with a two. So we almost unanimously give this a two except for fanboy. I mean, Tim gives it a five. He thinks this is probably like do you want to know premiere. Do you want to know what Kim Gordon just said about Billy Corgan? Yes. Yes. She just wrote a memoir, right? Yeah. Did you know about that? Yeah. So in her book, she has a little segment on... Who is she again? Billy Corgan. She's the... Uh, uh, some floozy part from of some Sonic stupid Youth. band that wasn't very important. Another one of Stubbs' hipster Not bands. Not like Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. They tried, like, you couldn't even listen to the music. It was unlistenable. This is Not a, like Smashing Pumpkins. Another band that Tim would not believe Anderson Cooper to have ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. He'd have someone, some, like, little punk Boom, intern, intern in his ear being like, mention, uh, mention uh, Teenage Riot, bro. It's off the great album by Sonic Youth. They're like times could be like okay, teenage riot. That's I heard they tuned their guitars so weird. Like it's so funny that you think uh, Anderson Cooper has this little like hip guy that like that. feeds him all these lines about. Oh, it's hip an bands. intern, no question. While, while, yeah. he's, while he's on camera, he's got this one special feed for like. Uh, Don't hipster you comments. think Anderson Cooper wants to be hip? Like his whole persona is Kim like Gordon. Be cool and hip, and probably like if someone like some guest was like. You know the Ken Gordon biography? You'd probably start sweating. You'd be like, uh, uh, I don't know who that is. Fucking get in my ear, intern. Tell me who it is. I started following Kim Gordon on Instagram recently. It's pretty interesting. Skinstagram? Yep. <laughs> That's the Captain Stabbing version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did she say? I'm curious. Yeah, what's okay. the quote? You've got me. She said in her book. Was this, is this just a trick to make me pay attention to say Kim Gordon? What? Just go. A trick to make you say Kim Gordon? <laughs> Is this just a trick to make me pay attention by, oh, by mentioning Kim Gordon? Kim Gordon. I mean, I don't know. I didn't think that would make anyone pay attention. Okay. She's stupid. Uh, so she said she's not very fond of Corgan. She said, uh, Courtney Love asked us, her, us being her and Thurston Moore, for advice about her secret affair with Billy Corgan. I thought, ew, at even the mention of Billy Corgan, whom nobody liked because he was such a crybaby. <laughs> and Smashing Pumpkins took themselves way too seriously and were in no way punk rock, yeah. I guess. Not, I, like, I love that quote. That's pretty much spot on. Yeah. But it's not a very punk rock thing to be exclusive. You know what, though? Yeah. Nobody liked Billy Corgan. Because he trashed everybody and thought he was better than everyone. He was, and no one likes the guy at top. You know, like, haters gotta hate, as Taylor yeah. Swift would say. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone hates the Patriots because they win all the time. Mm-hmm. Not and they cheat, of, right? Well, we manufacture these stories about them cheating, I think. I don't like the Patriots either, but I probably only don't like them because they win yeah, a lot. It's like we manufacture these stories about Billy Corgan cheating on guitar. What's this quote? Oh, uh, man. What do we got? <laughs> Greg just went to the bathroom. He's not going to be privy to the quote. It was already read. But I will read one she said about Courtney Love specifically. Actually, it's not that good of a quote. Let's much hear it. Retread ground. She's crazy. She's a loon. That kind of thing. She said. Um, but this is in uh, Kim Gordon's book. Yeah. Just Kim Gordon out. says no one ever questions a disorder behind her tarantula LA glamour, tarantula, as Billy would say. It's sociopathy. It's narcissism. But because it's good rock and roll, it's good entertainment. 
I have a low tolerance for manipulative, egomaniacal behavior and usually have to remind myself that the person might be mentally ill. Mm. Yeah. So it's like nothing more right. groundbreaking on Courtney Love. So what's the next tune on the album? Guys, I'm going to jump right out with Bodies and give it a five. I love this song. Oh. Really? So he's saying love is suicide. Let's look at the lyrics for this one. Cause this, this is, is mean really driving. You just bad. read the lyrics. This should have been the opener, man. I always skip that first track. I mean, I sort of like the the rhythm to the guitar and like how that comes together with a song, but I don't know if I like anything else about it. Let's see. East the pearls aside, or cast the pearls aside of a simple life of need. Come into cast my life forever. The crumbled city stand as known. Yeah, this chord change right there. Love it. Tim, what do you think? Five? That's a five. I mean, I like the second side almost better because I don't listen to it as much, that whole thing. You know? Tim is dishing out fives like candy right now. But this is like my, one of my favorite albums of all time, so it's not really... I love this breakdown. Yeah. Listen to the panning of the guitars hard left and right. Ding, 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 ding. Hear that? Great the lyrics are vocals. so passe, this, though, this no? Was, this was why, something yeah, that, why is he like... Yeah, love is suicide. Oh, yeah. What well, is he trying to you say? Don't, you don't get it? Yeah, I guess not. Uh, it means love hurts sometimes, <laughs> Dubs. Or as Def Leppard would say, love, love bites. Love stings. So, Matt, you're, you're, you're not in agreement, right? What do you think? This is, first of all, this is a Category 1 song under Whoa. Stubbs' system. Red alert. Yeah. Red um, alert. I'm glad I'm that... not as big a fan of the Category 1 style. There are a couple Category 2 songs that are coming up that are going to get high scores for me but this is not one of them it gets a two wow Ooh, um, i like yeah. how i think i have to start rating matt's comments i like how, <laughs> I like how uh, matt is now on the anti-pumpkin side he's obviously a disc one kind of yeah. guy yeah. all right um, well i think i like this be... two better to be honest but these first two songs oh i think i might like this two better also um but uh what do you I'll, think I'll give, Stubbs? It, give I'll me give some... it a two all right, Stubbs' comment. I mean, it wasn't like exactly mean. Too. He tried to go off on some tangent about love is suicide. <laughs> he quickly to jumped, stand, he but quickly. then he quickly jumped ship when he realized it was easy to understand, <laughs> and that it wasn't actually some opaque well, lyric. That I, well, he was I mean, there's there's shitty every. If we're just like judging lyrics, every song is shitty. All right, so yeah, every I mean, single come on, song it's like, is shitty. It's the same every concept single as every single Smashing Pumpkin song is shit. And if, if we're just judging on lyrics, you know, <laughs> Stubbs like, is going seriously. off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if we take something besides lyrics into into the equation, playing blades of steel, lying <laughs> in my room, <laughs> everything no, was so perfectly boring. No, I'm not, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy. We can't talk about my own. Those are lyrics bad from lyrics, a Stubbs right? song. Whoa! You really? actually have lyrics where you say playing blades of steel. <laughs> <laughs> So this was yes, in, uh, I had to bust you. <laughs> pull back the curtain. I love that. This was uh, this was a long time ago. Fuck you, Stubbs, and your comments just nailed you. I just oh, I just, just a, nailed you. Just I just like turned you into a pinhead. Personal nail into me. Okay, <laughs> too personal for podcasts. 
No, these were hey, we were in a college band. This like, is we were not like, about this is yeah. not about judging my bad art. <laughs> that this was is a, about judging bad pumpkin yeah. art. Okay. To be fair, Stubbs was nineteen when he wrote those lyrics, and Billy Corgan was already like a thirty-year-old man. And I was really into playing ba- Blades of Steel. Okay. Well, Stubbs was also writing it from the perspective of being in high school. Yeah. He has a song about his high school. It times. was actually that song was more about uh, even younger times oh even younger it was times. actually about a traumatic experience it was actually called to me. younger times well the rest yeah. the next verse he's playing blades of steel his dad comes in his pants are undone whoa <laughs> wasn't that it todd was todd anywhere and <laughs> and then i think i just screamed the todd crossover yeah. from <laughs> i remember in our college band that was like our one punk song like it's called emu where did <laughs> Stubbs? where did you learn how to play blades of steel <laughs> from you dad yeah. i learned it by watching you I'll give you a blade of steel. I'm going to stab you with it. <laughs> Captain Stabbing style. Stubbs, you didn't do the dishes again. Why are you playing that Nintendo game? <laughs> it's Sega, Dad. Mom bought it for me. She buys me things. That's why I want to go live with her. Stubbs, why do you always get beat up in the fight in Blades of Steel? You get your ass kicked every time. You have to hit A and B in keep, rapid succession. I, I, trying. I, I hate you, Dad. <laughs> Just like the kids bully you at school. Just like in Blades of Steel, you get beat up right. every day. So you guys, isn't fair. So you guys have read the lyrics. This is like verbatim from his lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So Billy lyrics, Stubbs lyrics, same. Yeah. So taking mm-hmm. all of that into account, then, what would you rate Stubbs' comment on bodies? Well, I'm going to rate his song Emu from college. I loved playing it because it was a real punker. So was... it's a five. Anyway. All right, so you're giving Stubbs' comment what? Has a five because it reminded me of Emu and Stubbs being molested, so I like that. That's fun. So that would be a one then, because you liked his comment. Oh, remember it's in verse one. Give it a one, One. and that song is definitely a five. Bodies, great, such a good. Courtney Love claims it's written about her. So obviously, you know, next up, major hit. I like how actually wasn't a major hit. Really, I just read today it charted, it topped like like sixty one or something. Oh, no kidding! But they released it as the fifth single. Yeah, and you know what they were going to release in place of it? What they were going to do? Muzzle. Oh, that would have worked. That's the song that made Tim Tim cry cry about his dead dog. Exactly. That was such a powerful song, and teens everywhere would have been bawling their eyes out in their rooms. We need to do like a uh, in the chat room because I think we have some prizes in the prize closet, and start doing some trivia like what song made Tim cry about his dead dog. Right. Boom. First person posts. Oh, there we got someone just posted. Yeah. Okay. So the delay. Well, the trivia question here would be. Do you recall what Matt's favorite Smashing Pumpkin song of all time is? And it's 33. It's this song. Yeah, I remember. remember. This is the one that convinced me to go out and buy the double album. And... Have a pudding pop. The video was very artsy. I liked it. This is clearly a type two song. You know what? More melodic. This Billy, is top two. Billy Corgan and his girlfriend at the time directed the video. This is a pudding pop I mean, song. This is disarm. This is like disarm. Yeah, part two. That's type two. It's like I made. All right, but, but the like even more so. This is the song disarm. What? Play this. Play How disarm. No, right don't after do this. That. No way. Totally. It's the different. same song. This is like a lullaby. I don't like Disarm, but I like this song. It's the same. No, it, never mind. You don't have to do that. But um, no, not this, I sort of, I, I sort of like this Disarm song in too. one ear and uh, this yeah, one in the other. Maybe it's a stupid theory. He's just doing it to be <laughs> Bring aggravating. It up. Bring it up. I'm not gonna match it's up. It's very, those. it's a very similar type of song and feeling to Disarm. This is like a, right? it's like a happy lullaby song. Like Disarm is like I a moody. I don't think it's happy. I think it's sad. 
Huh. Stubbs, get on those lyrics. This is exactly... Wait, didn't we have an old segment where we looked at lyricmeetings.com? I, I did, yeah. but I didn't find anything too great. Nothing actually, good on this one? No, I did. This particular song, I did find one thing. All right, I'll go ahead and vamp actually, while you dig through your I notes. I actually don't hate the lyrics to this song. I think it's actually fairly decent. Um, well, you know, it's just like I give some credit for just like a poppy kind of lyrical ver- um, verses that that come out and like uh, somewhat universal sentiment um, that aren't too cheesy. Stubbed, you're losing I me. I think it's good. Yeah, you're reading that off the internet. <laughs> All right, so here is what some comment what? guy said. Uh, <laughs> that's the only like cogent like good thing that's been said on this podcast this whole fucking time. Okay? I gave your comment a five. It was the worst one I've heard yet. So anyway, I was reading like people talking about 33 online. And these guys like on the comment channel all think it's about Jesus and Billy. And he said, the song's like a conversation. Oh, shit. Billy's Jesus having died. Jesus died when he was Christ. 33. Yes. That's what and it's about. Someone asked Billy that, and he had no, said no comment. Oh, so that means, that means Jesus, yes. Yeah. Deep. Says, so they, this is a conversation between Billy Corgan and Jesus, but Billy's doing most of the talking. His name for Jesus is the Eternal One, the lyrics, and Forever You. That's also Jesus' name in the lyrics. Oh. Uh, Billy Corgan is an amazing songwriter. My favorite line is, Graceful swans have never toppled to the earth. As if it's saying, you can undo never and sweep away defeat. The reason okay, Corgan's never gone into detail about his meaning I, I things is he's not ready to expose his personal life. Whatever. So that's you just made me. Messages. That just made me hate the song. You should have read more comments. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing that, now I hate that. Well, Wait. Stubbs, I don't have a number for you on this. Actually, one, so. uh, I like the song. Uh, I remember it striking me when this album first came out. So I will give it a three point five. Nope, can't do half. Round it up to four. All right, Stubbs loves it. Remember, a four is what a five would be on somebody who doesn't own an iPod's scale. <laughs> Someone so, that streams music, that means it's Stubbs, a would you five. would you put this on your phone? Oh yeah, wait, you have some weird low rent uh, Android yeah. device. You don't Stubbs, do can iTunes. you please get some I money a, and I get a, a good phone? Stubbs a, gets his he gets his studs, music. I like that. <laughs> Stubbs gets his music from mp3 download.ru. <laughs> you need to change your Twitter handle to O Factor Stubbs. He pays like 69 euros or something. <laughs> um, yeah. And his credit card gets hacked every month and he doesn't I, know why. I refuse to pay in dollars. Stubbs is so <laughs> off brand. How are you like, Stubbs making is so fun off- of that with someone that like knows what mp3.com is? Stubbs like, is so uh, off brand he won't even use out. US currency. <laughs> That's how off brand you are. He pays in bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... Stubbs uh, buys his mp3s on Silk Road. All right. Stubbs uh, is so lame. <laughs> his dad was beating him up about playing Blades of Steel all night long. <laughs> and fucking him. <laughs> so I don't think it's any right. surprise that going, I would give... This is going off the rails. Look, folks. If you're making fun of me for being like a, use, utilizing a service that most people... that uh, MP3downloads.ru? <laughs> yes. That most people utilize. I would give this a five, no question. Um, I would actually seek it out. More so than just when I hear it in passing, I enjoy it. I would actually go out of my way to listen to this song, so it gets a five. I agree. I would go on to BearShare or Napster, seek it out, and I would download that. <laughs> oh, BearShare! Right I know BearShare. BearShare. That's uh, oh, that's a music. Song? Yeah, I gave this yeah. one a five too, and I did it based on historical. I actually looked at my uh, other iPod and uh, the old one, and pulled up this album, and this was one of the few less than four that I had on that, so gave it a five. No, sleep will come when you play this one, Billy, because I'm nodding off right now with this snoozer. Yeah, I love this song. 
This is a nighttime song. This is why this album, the second disc, Ooh. is nighttime music. And this is what you play at night. No, I was just kidding. Play this in your room tonight. Everybody, play in your room tonight when you're going to sleep. You'll get it. It'll click. This is good. I like on this one, Jimmy Chamberlain's using those bundle sticks again. Instead of uh, drumsticks, you get that nice slapping sound when he hits the snare. Yeah, and yeah it's kind of interesting uh, to see what uh, Jimmy does in some of the slower songs, you know? Because the drumming is such a big part of like the, the more rock-oriented songs. But he does some like interesting stuff. I think the the next song that we'll hear is also interesting to think about uh, Jimmy in that song. Uh, but this song, it just feels like a like phoned-in pop song that like again, you know, fits into my theory of Billy Corgan is whoever jackass uh, that plays music in his basement that just happened to get famous. I'm laughing. Like, it, whoever's watching on the video feed, the look on Tim's face when Tim starts talking. <laughs> What's great is that like I'll go into like ripping on these songs and Tim will just start to think of like some kind of personal insult that he can make about me. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a curtain comes down over Please, his face. Please uh, edit me saying that word. Yeah, well, <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> All right. All right, I gave this one a three. I, I wouldn't seek the song out. I wouldn't turn it off if it came on. It's not a two, but it's not a four. I don't think it's a great song. Wouldn't kick it out of bed. Nah, I wouldn't kick it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick it out. This is sort uh, of a uh, seesawing ship on the high seas of a song. I give it a two. Wow, I give metaphors. Matt poetry a five. So Stubbs, what would you Wait, give this one? Does Matt get his ratings? His I can start ratings oh, rated he, as well. He, he was just dropping science. All right, so he that would be a one. Well, are, poetry, but so are, are you five. Keep, are you keeping track? Of well, that would be a one. You're judging everybody else. He gets a. He gets. Are a, Matt's uh, comments one. inverse like Stubbs? No, the opposite. Okay, so he gets a five. He gets a five. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is very scientific. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, telling I, you, they the users in the chat room wanted a more scientific based approach to rating you know, these users. So. Go fuck yourselves. We do this for us. <laughs> listeners, the users you want to listen. Come on now. That's yeah. up yeah. to you. I'm not doing this for you and your stupid band of friends sitting around on a Friday night listening Great. to our I'm podcast. doing this for two we people, just, myself just, and Billy Corgan. Look and at nobody that. else. It just dropped down below 1,000 people online right <laughs> Except now. Except then like 1,000 other people are jumping in saying, this guy does not give two Bucks. I like this guy just says what he thinks yeah. all the time. So wow. what, what would you I give Matt's that. seesaw <laughs> on the Howard ocean? Stern of Smashing Pumpkins talk. Tim, what would you give Matt's seesaw on the ocean of the high seas? I already seas gave it. I got the highest one. It was pure Billy Corgan style poetry. Blam, five, huh? Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Tim's just handing those out tonight. He might as well be writing a song. The only one missing for the uh, rating of this song would be Stubbs. Uh, I'll give it a two. And a Stubbs' comment two. that it's made Tim's one, face turn 1. white. 5. I'll give it a 1.5, round it up to a 2. It did make my face squint in horrible directions, so I'll give it a 4. It's... Wait, <laughs> it would be reversed, so that means you give it a 2. Stubbs' comment. You know, people, oh, wait. The people on the I'm Twitter so feed, they, they're getting pissed off about this rating system. <laughs> Right. <laughs> saying it's unnecessarily confusing. Yeah, it's too much. But it is easy. If you think about it, yeah. it's just in verse, you dildos. <laughs> think about it. So, uh, so obviously, the next, next yeah, song, obviously this is a big song. Like, welcome to, you know. Oh, is it by Starlight? No. Mm, just soothing. But so one thing that 
uh, immediately jumps out to me on this song is the drumming and there being like a drum. There's kind of a drum machine a drum going machine. on. It is a drum machine. But, but there's also some acoustic drums in there also, right? Like I he'll see. come out and in. Like I think that yeah, like the bass is playing it with this song. But this is so different. I, I mean, I I really like how the drums sound on this song, and it's just totally straightforward. It's really different from what Jimmy usually does. And you it's know kind why of getting it's, into more like the electronic there's a story there's behind the real this drums song. coming in. Yeah. It's why the song is written a certain way because this was the last song written for the album. And oh. the flood Jimmy was gone. Flood is just a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. No, Jimmy was there, but he told Billy's like I have one more song I want to record before the session was all up and he's like, Okay, well you have one day to do it and get it all figured out and arranged because we're gonna have to record it tomorrow or nothing. Hmm. And so he wrote it all like or finished it up. He said he had parts of it like Wow, so this almost didn't make it. Almost didn't make it. And he wrote it overnight. Like, mm. it finished it up, I guess. And he brought it in the next day and did a drum machine. And you're like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. And Blood ended up looping. So when he first recorded it, he just was going like, ooh, ah. And that's like that loop you hear, but mm-hmm. that vocal part at the beginning, you know, over the verse. You'll hear it again. So mm-hmm. Blood looped that vocal part. And he actually dubbed it over top of each other a couple times to make that that part. That a lot. So oh, yeah, that, that's really... that's that's part of the flood added. I think to this record, there's some other vocal variations here in the background, which flood like to like dub and do things like vocally like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took that approach when I was mixing the Light Arms album. <laughs> I yeah, liked to gives uh, a shit. take things from the <laughs> sessions. <laughs> hey, look, the three people who downloaded that thing free at LightArmsBandCamp.com give a shit. Yeah. But Greg <laughs> liked to take my one that vocal take that was decent and then dub it until it was yeah. okay and auto-tuned. I may or may not it. have auto-tuned <laughs> Tim's guitar. No, just kidding. Oh, but yeah, there, there's there's something about this song that is uh, sort of transcends the rest of the album. To I me. agree with that. Like it's almost a different song. But like, do you where think, does this come from? Do you think it's it, like, because comes you from also a whole different... you pair it with the video? People I think, say I think, the video I think also, was the perfect match to the song. The it video really affected was, people. The video was really great. It like captured that feeling yeah. of like teenage youth like going out. Teenage um, angst, what Blades of Steel angst. Yeah, the kind of angst that you get only when you're playing Blades of Steel. <laughs> in your room by yourself. <laughs> yeah, and so you don't have friends to play Nintendo comes with. In and tells you to stop. The um, song actually, I feel like it gets better with more listens, unlike some of the other songs in this album. And... I have to say, subjectively, my favorite song's 33, but objectively, this may be the best song on the entire double album. I wrote it down... It has great staying power. Yep. I wrote down, I've heard this song a million times, and I'd listen to it again. Yeah. I'm not sick of it. It's, it has, the, ma- yeah. it's the biggest pumpkin song, I'd say, because when you go online, so many people have covered it. Like, people love this song still. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to put Matt down mm-hmm. for five, like myself, a five. Yes. And I, and I yes. think part of it is, like, the different drumming, like, the more kind of just straightforward... Um, simple, like it's more of a has that kind of pop um, staying power. Is it possible that we have the first ever five from Stubbs? No, I gave tonight tonight a five. Yeah, that was that was the only five. That's yeah. right. I'll give since I'm being generous. I'll give this a four point five. Round it up to a five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy Corgan said he wrote this song after uh, waiting in a red light. And it, or it reminded him of me was a teenager waiting in red light, waiting for something to happen to him. And so he wanted to write about that teenage feeling of waiting for something to happen. Hey, Justine never knew the rules. Bogged she hung down, down with freaks, freaks and, and the ghouls. ghouls. I hate that part. I like that part. I hate that part. 
I like that part because I used to beat up freaks and ghouls in high school. It reminds me of that. I've just gone ahead and put in, like, for the remainder of the album, all fives for Tim, so we won't even... Uh, yeah. That's Save okay. us that's some accurate. time. Yeah. Uh, that's accurate. So, you know, the video for this was uh, directed by the same person that directed Miss Little Miss Sunshine? Oh, really? That. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That nice explains fact why that I you hate the video. dug up there. Yeah. Well, the directors are the same ones that did Tonight Tonight, too. So they, they went on to do some good mm. stuff later on. And MTV threatened Don't. to ban the video for a while. Really? Why? <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in the world. You, know, you, I don't know how, remember, how well you remember the video. I'm but streaming it right now for you guys in the chat room. Yeah, they go into a 7-Eleven or some convenience store and they like TP it and they throw stuff on the ground or something. Mm-hmm. Here, let and, me skip ahead to that part. Yeah. All right, there it is. All right. All right. There it is. So like, MTV said that was like vandalism they didn't want to encourage. And that is so ridiculous. Yeah. Fast forward to MTV nowadays where people are throwing benches at each other in the real world house. Well, apparently Billy made that argument to MTV, like, you have gangster rap videos on right now, which is like, you have to allow this. And they, they said, okay, fine, ultimately. That is Billy really was like, get me the president of MTV on the phone, pronto. Yeah. Another thing about that video is that they shot the whole thing, and then the people left it on the roof of a car. It sounds crazy. I heard this story, yeah. And they lost the whole video. And so they had to call Billy up and they just they started re- the tour or something. Like, you have to come reshoot the entire video. No way. Really? <laughs> yeah. And so, but they did it on the cheap style the second time. And they just made. So imagine how good the first version well, was. That's yeah. I was going to say, do you think this is a good time to let everybody know they're listening to the second version of our review of this disc because we lost the first podcast? Whoa. Wait. Are we. Are you from the future? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know that, that we lose this in the future. Yep. You come back. We had a technical glitch <laughs> a lost in the episode. system, and yeah. we are coming back through. Yeah. And uh, no, but we're taping the first one now, and you're from the future. And yeah, this you is know. The, right. So, so this is actually the first. I one, left but nobody, it on the top of my car. That's somehow you recorded right over our memories because I I don't remember any of that. Yeah, Wait, people can do that. So in the does future. that mean there's two of you wandering around right now? Do you have the yes. flashy thing from uh, Men in Black? Is that what you're up to? I am just curious, real quick, before we jump into the next one, what was your uh, ranking of Stubbs' comment on... I mean, remember, he gave it a five. So he gets a one, So man. he gets a one. He gets a one. Yeah. He's finally on But track. he insisted on using his .5 system, so yeah. you got to yeah. dock him. Dock him. 1.5. Uh, .5 rounded up to a two. So I'm, give me a .5. I'm being generous. <laughs> okay, this Last is a straight up... This made me wish I could revise my scale and give out zeros. Oh, this wow. is a type one. It's a standard grunge, and then they have to distort it's like he's the not vocals. Even trying, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's just just. But yeah, this, this one is, is tales this of one's a scorched really earth, bad. right? There's nothing distinctive, nothing distinctive about it. This is a phone it in pumpkin. No, and I feel like get to the some chorus. of these. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's just meandering. Just to be this is this sounds to me like if somebody like you know when the big wave of Seattle bands and then it became real corporate and never every, heard of it. Okay, so this sounds like some like pumpkins are big and some executive somewhere then gets a bunch of you know has been dudes from the mall and goes all right we're gonna do for you guys what we did with the pumpkins go ahead and write some songs. So basically the vines. It, it, or, yeah, it's silver. This is like a cover. Is this is the Smashing Pumpkins covering the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, it's a good song. This uh, guitar solo is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I like this one. Stubs <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah. So I'm giving this one a one. I think Matt's a. This is a Neanderthal that 
never had the opportunity to evolve and is stuck forever uh, Matt, in the Ice Age. Matt, that's, that's all Neanderthals. Neanderthals never evolved. They went extinct. That is Dumbass. Good. That is a good... That's my point. But, that is a good oh. analogy. But they never had a chance to evolve? Yeah. You should say it's a human that never had a chance to evolve. Uh, song, I gotta turn it down. No, the Neanderthal. That, that's screaming through the distortion, the distorted vocal. Stubbs, you are not an expert on metaphors. <laughs> Stubbs backed me up on the metaphor. Again. Yeah. It works, all right. Let me guess. This the is Neanderthals a, never survived because they didn't have a chance to evolve. This is a five for Stubbs, right? You love this one. Uh, no, I don't really. Come on, you gotta I, go I against the really, grain, right? I don't really like it. Um, <laughs> I sort of listening to it now. I think when I was re-listening to this album earlier today, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> what is this fucking turd? Like, you're not even like trying at all." It's like okay, he is trying because they cut twenty five other songs. <laughs> yeah, which is this crazy. Can you imagine? <laughs> which is crazy that like this, this made thing it made above. The cut. And it's oh, like, is it blowing your mind? Yeah, I mean, Stubbs, isn't this case in point of but the concept that you could really narrow it down to one album by trimming with this one and many, many of its progeny? I agree. Like, you can make a really good album, um, and or you could, you know, even release a couple albums over over time. All right, next um, one, Stubbs. I need a number though. Uh, but I was gonna say that no. uh, listening to it this time, it almost has this like metal. Here he goes. It's definitely got a metal mm. vibe to it, which <laughs> has is to a be the contrarian. Different. Yeah, cool. This is Spock over here. Yeah. Spock, what do you give this one? <laughs> I don't know. Give it a one. <laughs> Why'd you waste our time with that fucking shit? So I'll give, I was on. I was gonna give it a two. Tim referred then... to it as effing shit, so I'm gonna give that a five. While <laughs> well, in Stubbs' comment yeah, of a one, this comment was stupid, contradictory. I was trying to give it some value and some time and some deliberation, but uh, then I was just shat on for my this opinions. This song rocks. I love it. I'm gonna wanna love it more. Yeah, that's a good vamp. Oh, Speeds yeah. up, too. No click track there. What a great little solo part right there, the lead. Not atypical of anything. <laughs> oh, and just, like, fades into this. I like that the guitar is pan hard, like hard right has the uh, phaser on it. Mm-hmm. What band is this? This is, like, I don't know. Silverchair, if you're talking about their year 2000 album, that's a good album. The the drum beat kind of annoys me. I was, you don't like what that do lifted high? That's the lifting hi-hat killing yeah. you? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just like... Th- well, this song goes on for fucking ever, right? Like, this is the seven-minute crazy-ass... I, I think I was listening to yeah, this, this on the dude way. Is, this dude's 740. Has a, has which, a big is, outro. which takes which out is, two points for me right yeah, there. Yeah, so I agree. It's retardedly you long. You fools it's, like Rush. It How is, could you be punishing yeah, songs for being too long? Well, Rush is intricate and interesting the entire time. This That's is like, such a lie. This is, a, this is like, let's loop the verse. This is a shit show. This, this is, is a, a huge outro. Look, let me, let me get my grade out there first. This is a three. If the song is cut down... Tracking. If the song is cut down to three minutes and 30 seconds maybe Billy could talk me into a four but that's not where we're at so yeah we lose major points for going over Producer the six notes, and a half Billy I'm mark. in the box here and I like your song you cut it down to three minutes 
Boys, if you don't stop that, I'm coming out there. What song? Who knows? <laughs> Billy, you're good at taking uh, notes, right? It's a Clash reference, and they were recording uh, Magnificent Seven, I think, and they went real long, and you hear the producer come over the uh, over the intercom like, oh. Boys, if you don't stop that, I'm coming out there. <laughs> Is that like in that Van Halen song where he goes, hey, Come on, Dave, on. give me a break. Yeah, except for that was, that was fake. I know that was fake. <laughs> that was not legit at all. That's the that was the precursor to the rap skit. <laughs> David the Roth was a precursor to pretty much everything. Remember the rap skit where it was Method always Man like a voicemail, like "Where's st- Yo Stubbs? I've been blowing up your celly for like two weeks, man. I heard that you were in the club. I heard they saw you over in Vegas throwing down, making it rain." <laughs> is this a rap skit? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. Be the guy. Oh, uh, Call me back. Why are you keep... <laughs> are you feeding me and feeding me and feeding me? <laughs> <laughs> are you fighting for I'm your hungry. right to party right now? <laughs> uh, so yeah. I would give... <laughs> Flying colors on that one. As I texted Tim, I think... I was a text, not on the email thread. I said, "You said delete my address from the podcast." I said that this this disc too has two of the three best pumpkin songs ever written. So I already pulled back the curtain. This is one of the one. This is the best. Pulled back the veal. Mm-hmm. This is the best smashing pumpkin song ever written. And this is also something I really love when bands have a song where the verse is the hook and it's catchier than the chorus. It's a good point. I remember. Uh, Love it. Like this doesn't song doesn't stick out to me at oh all. Oh my god! Oh, it totally Stubbs. sticks out to Stubbs me. Stubbs has got a mental problem. Well, because I, I remember flashbacks to listening to that line. Nobody nowhere understands anything about me and all my dreams lost at sea. I remember that shit. Yeah. Listening um, in my bedroom and being like, Billy gets me. Playing Blades of Steel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Your dad Goodness. eating pudding pops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eating pudding pops. Your dad has his hand down the back of your pants. <laughs> God, this song is so good. <laughs> Actually, this is a fan favorite because there's a lot of fan websites like with Stumbling. What, what does it mean? What does the song mean? Stumbling has a actual definition. It's a, it's a word. What does it mean? Why don't you define it for us, Tim? I can't remember. What, I can't remember what it means. But it's, it's a real a, word. It's an actual word. It's not just. A I refuse up. to Google it, but it means. Something. I mean, I'm not close to my phone. I can't Google it. Tim Someone punched out on like the second Stubbs comment. So. I'll be your stumbling. I'll be your super queen. So I was listening back tonight. You know, I haven't listened to the song in like a few years, and certainly not since I've been really engineering a lot of different recordings and hearing things differently but this one's got a strange thing where the guitar drops out and some of the ears and i i was just very interesting choices so it's, it's kind of like you hear it a million times and then there's still something to hear new years Greg, later do you go five on this one oh, or do you this, go four this is like sick i put this on both ipods and the Ooh. phone so literally this is your favorite pumpkin yeah song. i think this is their best really? work yeah why right there what? Listen to that guitar. What I think, do you think it's shit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? For real? You you think it's on Stubbs soft? is full of I, shit. What? What? No, I'm not. I'm wow. like, what is it about? There's nothing interesting about it to me. To me, it's like that guitar finger picking pattern that is just like completely typical. Yeah, but it's soothing, like, is it not? Yeah, but anybody could like you would hear that out of context of this album, and it would be like, okay, you're playing whatever fucking guitar picking like. 
guy in Guitar Center like picking up and doing a guitar picking. I think part you know, of it's like very very typical. There's nothing like interesting about yeah, the but Stubbs progression. Part- there's nothing interesting about the there's well this goes for all songs by uh, this band. There's no nothing interesting about the lyrics. There's nothing interesting about the melody. To part me of what either. draws people like to this what, song like is the fact goes, that. It's what? so different. There's such a contrast between this type of song and what we're hearing on the rest of the album. It's like shit and more, sh- even shittier. <laughs> okay. What's this? Chop Suey. Oh, yeah. By System of a Down. <laughs> on piano. This guy's talented. I'll say he is. He can play anything on the piano. What you gonna put makeup? You wanna do. <laughs> Would you rather listen to that mm-hmm. or Stumbling? Uh, over and over again. I, listen to the Chop Suey instrumental. Or. That instrumental, the instrumental of Chop Suey. You're on a desert island. You're with Katy Perry, but she won't touch you, and you have to listen to one song over and over again. <laughs> and that, my choices are that or Stumbling. I'd probably choose Stumbling or Captain Stabbing. <laughs> Captain, he will touch you. All right, I'll choose Captain Stabbing. Okay. <laughs> I I don't want to be an easy grader like Tim, so I'm going to give it a four. But oh. it's a strong song, very strong. Tim, what do you what do you think about Stumbling? I love Stumbling. It's a five or five alive. Stubbs, you... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it. I don't, no, maybe I don't I'm get just it. Don't, don't get much, Stubbs. So, you know, unless it's Blades of Steel or <laughs> real estate. <laughs> I know, I know, it gives Blades of Steel a five hey, every I, time. I know two things in this world. It's real estate and Blades of Steel. <laughs> and okay? I know original like, Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, next song. XYU. Is it? Oh, yes. <laughs> Mm. Mm. I, mm. I feel like the production on mm. the album gets worse mm. as it goes along. This one, Stubbs, mm. you're we're, you're reading my mind. The yeah. drums right there are very yeah. '90s compressed. Yeah, very. It's clean. like they started thr- uh, phoning it in with the production. It's I like mean, a like preset. Some, did they like run out of money with like the time they had to mix it or something? Like seriously, it, it sounds like. Like this latter half of the album and like this one, I, I think, yeah, the, like these drums start sounding like pretty 90s, whatever. Yeah, very compressed, very. And, and the mix scary. seems really weird, too. Like, I, I think all these songs are maybe mixed a little weird, and I think a lot of it is to keep uh, Billy's voice lower in the mix, which I'm totally fine with. <laughs> and not, not like a dig on Billy, but it's like a production choice I'm totally fine with. But, uh,. But it feels like they just like didn't put in the same amount of effort to like the final production of these songs. Or you could, I could actually argue it the other way. It's like over overproduction. Like it's yeah. too clean. It's too yeah. Or maybe they it, to, like to me, it feels like they weren't because it's so clean. 
to me, it feels like they weren't putting any effort because they were just going with whatever. Yeah, the pre stock, as yeah. Lars Ulrich would say, <laughs> like just put in the stock drums, bro. <laughs> hmm. And by bro, where, who are we talking? Who's bro? Lars <laughs> Ulrich says, says bro. All he the does. He's yeah. a bro guy. He just, he just bro. It's stock, bro. Nobody was there. Tim, what do you think of this one? Great, love it. Such a kick-ass, angry song. And that breakdown, we just start screaming with no instruments. I love that part. So what? At what with point? the eyes of a jackal, I say, come, so, boom. So Tim, in what uh, like part of your life do you feel really connected to, like the anger that's coming across in that song? Like when you're, it was not after, trying to make a joke. It was like, after just the, saying, like, it was after the stuff went down with Todd. <laughs> after, after, <laughs> show your, me on the doll where Todd touched you. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably should joke about you know that. Todd didn't uh, like you weren't able to play the riff that Todd showed you and then like you get out of the basement and you're really angry and you just crank that song no but seriously like what is the like that like the emotion that comes from Smashing Pumpkins uh, what is it that you kind of enjoy Teenage Daydream. Great. Okay. Greg yeah. is wondering what the piano's instrumental is. I like Teenage Daydream. Left Shark. Great song. Left Shark. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> left Shark costume next October. Be on the lookout for Left Shark wandering around DC. Teenage Daydream is right up there with Super Bass and Call Me Maybe. Mm-hmm. Pop. I, lo- I love Teenage Pop Daydream. genius. I lo- it's great. I love that Friday Night song by Katy Perry, too. Yep. When her voice goes falsetto or something. Oh, and also... She ain't bad to look at either. You know what I'm saying? Stubbs mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I understand. Oh, Stubbs knows. Love shark. Love shark. She gets my love shark going. You're my love shark. You guys know that B-52 song, Love Shark? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. It's a hit. Everybody sharking, everybody sharking, baby. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what do you think of XYU? Two. Does anybody know what it stands for? What are we doing here? It's letters of the alphabet, Greg. Yeah, I got that. YYZ? That's immediately what I thought of. Is this better than YYZ? No. <laughs> YYZ. So let's talk about songs that are three letters. It is better than YYZ. What? Oh, God. No way. So what do you give this dude? Uh, I'll give it a uh, 1.5. 1.75 or 1.43 or? 1.4. Round, round it down. So that would give Tim a five on that comment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe there is no definition of stumbling. I thought that actually meant something. But Tim, I tried to ask a like a serious we'll pick question it up and about edit. like what do you really? What I is know, it? And it's boring. <laughs> Stumps loves why, this song. Why this can't you talk song. about like why you really like this band? I only want to talk about your pathos. <laughs> <laughs> you sitting in your room <laughs> playing your game. Stubbs, like you're coming up you were, to bat. You're coming you were, up to bat right now. Oh, I know. And it's a day game. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to edit out my laugh. I think mm. that was dumb. <laughs> we only come out at night. I, I like this song. I oh, like this song as like so a good. shift. Little shift to everything. It's like a throwaway, like Maxwell's S- Silver Hammer, though. No, 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 no. God, that, was, that comment gets a one. Jeez. But it is. Uh, I, I do 
think that some of these songs on the end here are just like, okay. Uh, so he's obviously transitioning, I think, into a door era. Would you agree with that, Tim? Like so with some of these songs, like this oh, yeah. song. and This is definitely like, on the way to like, a door. More like just him doing stuff, yeah. and there's like a drum machine in the background. Yeah, I can't wait to get to a door. Some of I can't wait to that I like. Like, actually listen to that album closely. I haven't. Yeah, I can't wait to get to it also because that would mean that this is over. <laughs> but you know what's one of <laughs> you, all right? Let's do it. No, but new I, segment. New segment. Okay. Um, least the, favorite pumpkin song. I think this is a segment for like the last, the very last episode after we've yeah, listened to all of them. What's the worst? Next song on this record. Where did we end off? X Y U. Okay, yeah, so yeah. we ended with a classic. X Y U. Classic turd. It's a classic for fans because it's a good, angry, big, epic song. Like one of those huge ten-minute things ends in a space jam. After that is uh, well, we have Stubbs' favorite. We only come out at night. Oh, we already did that one. Yeah, you know? did that one. yeah. this by Starlight's next. I don't right? think we all gave grades. We on didn't that grade. One, uh, yeah, we didn't grade. Only come out. Beautiful's next, but oh, only come beautiful. out at night. I give only come out come out at night a one. I love beautiful. That low, huh? Well, I give it a two. Beautiful has a great middle part to it. What do you think of Only Come Out at Night, Tim? Give me a number. I know That's you don't five. care, but okay. That's a huge. Oh, I already put fives for all of them. Yeah. I'll give a three for that one. And Stubbs, we'll just give him a one. All right. This is a great song. This also, like Stubbs was saying, this is lead to a door, I think. Oh, yeah. This is category. This is Cat 3, the electronica. That's great. Well, it gets to this beginning part with the guitar riff that breaks out towards the end, which is awesome. Someone described it to me as like, Prince, like the artist Prince, but I don't know if it's about Prince to say that's true or not. Prince contact. What if I gave you this? diamonds and pearls? Yeah, see, I don't know any Prince really except the hits. Sort of like that one. Well, they said a guitar part in the beginning. In, in the middle is like Prince. I think at this point the album's ran out of gas. I usually what? blow through it. I think this podcast awesome. is running out of yeah, gas. Yeah, we're right. So we'll just blow through these. Yes. I mean, that's what I was trying to do. This we're one gets a one these. from me. It's no, terrible. Right. Yeah. Get it's to the sucks. guitar riff. This song is great. Do you know how to work that, that no, iPod? It's weird. Thing. Tim, I feel like you try to fool yourself sometimes in loving these songs. I love Beautiful. I referenced Beautiful in the last podcast as the one besides We Only Come Out at Night is my two favorites on this Stop. What do you give this snooze fest? Uh, one. Yeah, this is, they're out of gas at this point. Shut your mouths. I mean, even the, even the biggest fanboy has to skip. Well, I want to get to the part that makes the yeah, song can't, swooping. Yeah, I don't want to sit through the crap. No, we don't have time to sit through all the crap. I don't have time to listen to you guys' yammer. Our listeners don't have time. Here. Oh, so 90s. So phoned it in 90s. Yeah. This is like uh, this is like Kay's Choice or something like... Yeah, this is like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'll, I'll give you that. It is just like Smash Mouth. It's just like Smash Mouth. Yeah. It's like that song Walking on the Sun, pretty much. Just like slow down. All right, jump up to the next one. Surprised they didn't get sued by Smash Mouth. Probably came out after. I think they did. Like later on. This thing's killing me. Living. Another sleeper. No, I really think at this one. point. Uh, yeah. These are supposed to be nighttime, it's the nighttime songs. It's slower songs. So this is the part where Billy's actually asleep. Yeah, you guys are expecting rockers or something. That's not the intent of the second disc. This this is Mumford and Sons before Mumford and Sons. Yeah, that's why it's great. It's, it's old timey. Shadowing and everyone ripped them off later. Yeah. 
they that means they're influential. It's not terrible, Lily. I mean, I would actually occasionally skip to this one when I was Lily. younger. I wouldn't give it higher than a three, though. My one and this song's. I like how he's hanging in a tree, yeah. waiting for her to catch a glimpse of me. Yeah, reminds me of that Devo song. Uh, girl you want where he's in a tree and she rains down her love from above yeah except it's not a good song and that song from Devo is that is a great song I love that song okay one next song <laughs> two to go let's get it done let's Bye. bang this out like Captain Stabbins <laughs> <laughs> plural there's, there's more should, than one captain we should captain. probably just end the podcast in that line time to throw her yeah. off the boat boys <laughs> by Starlight's a great song I knew a girl that was obsessed with this was it Miss Petite? No, Sarah Gillespie. Was she runner-up to Miss Teen USA? Or no, but she didn't like the Smashing Pumpkins, but she loved this song. See, these are nighttime songs, you jerks. <laughs> no, I just didn't get it. It's nighttime. Yeah, you're not expecting like a big pompous rocker like Disc One. I give it a two. Mm, okay, yeah, I just gave it a one. Yeah. That's a one. That's so romantic. I just yeah. got excited. Down, I just down. I got aroused. One. Next song. <laughs> okay. I'll fine. give it a two because at least it's not obnoxious the way the loud guitar laden tracks are. So how did Billy decide to close out this? Oh, I actually it's an I, appropriate I song like called it. "Farewell and Goodnight." I think this maybe the first time I ever heard this or remember hearing it or. Probably a lot of it, but this particular song, like just this, on the drive over this here, is such a great song. They all four sing as Stubbs was flying Which is great. through the thirty-second yeah. samples on exactru exactly. downloadru <laughs> exactly. at sixty-nine euros a clip. James gets to sing. Jimmy I sings. Was pressing the spend more euro button on my car, like with the gas. Darcy gets to sing. I I actually really like that. Yeah, Jimmy. They should have done they more let the of this. Sing. They should have done more of this. This is trying to be like the Sun King on Abbey Road, and I'm not feeling it. Oh, so you don't like Abbey Road? You got me. That's James singing right there. I like how they all sing. It's good. I like when Darcy you need comes a, in, actually. You need a Darcy little a nice break little... from... You mean DRC, Tim? Yeah, DRC. That's how she should say it. More artsy. Artsy, Darcy. Cersei. D artsy? Cersei. Mm -hmm. Queen Cersei. What do you think, Matt? Is it two, three, four, five? One. I'm surprised James didn't write this one, actually. But I don't think it's credited. Surprised you didn't write this one. I wish I could write this. What do you think, Stubbs? Uh, you, you I'll give it a 3.5. You bought some euros on this one, right? Yeah. Stubbs, are you I would, serious? I would, really? pay, I would pay three rubles. A great, elegant piano. I Yeah, I sort of like the feel of this song. I, I like how uh, he lets the other folks sing. It, it almost uh, reminds me of like Jimmy. a Yola Tango. Jimmy. Do you like it for its quality, or do you like it because There's of Darcy. the democracy of allowing each member to sing? I love democracy, and I love this country. And uh, we were founded on principles of everyone gets a fair shot. The pumpkins were founded on principles of dictatorship. Obamaism, basically. Corgan is a modern-day Obama, where everything he says goes, 
and uh, he's a he's a dictator, you know, and that's why I like what this do you, song. What do you think Kim Gordon like, would say about it's, Obama? It's like finally, Corgan slash Obama, you're letting John Boehner get in, get a word in, pass some bills, do things that are good for the American people. Billy Hussein and Corgan, <laughs> yes, Billy Barack Corgan. Well, I think that's it for the record. I think we've done a good uh, good thing. You know, here. Do you guys want to hear how we did? Discussed. Melancholy. Sum it up. Discord. Yeah, I want to hear the averages here. Obviously, Tim's average was a five. He gave all fourteen <laughs> well, songs. Well, can we go through five. each one of my ratings though to make sure you counted that right? And so we don't do halves, which is kind of unfortunate because uh, I, my total score was thirty-seven, so I came up with two point six. So I have to round up to a three, and I don't think this disc is a three. And I would go into a whole thing where I get into how I rank things in iTunes, but I won't bore oh, you. That'd be interesting. It's interesting, Matt. I uh, had almost the same score. You got a 36. So you also came up. We are kindred spirits 2. on this. 2.6. But you'd round up to a 3. But isn't that cool? I, I don't think, feel yeah, you don't, comfortable with that. Yeah. So Stubbs, uh, interestingly enough, was uh, 1.5 and change. So oh, rounding up, two. he gives this one a 2. Now Rounded Stubbs up to is, 2. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Wait, did that, does that mean I won? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and Stubbs' comments. You won the prize on the Twitter feed. Stubbs' comments were Yay. off the board. They broke but the, the chart. Pri- the prize in the Twitter feed line is a date with Stubbs. Stubbs <laughs> oh, is a tough grader except for his yourself. album about Blades of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Um, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time with a... Uh, well, I guess we're going to do the box set before we go on to a door because the box set... We're going to do each Damn it. an episode. Can somebody buy that for me? <laughs> Can we not do that? We're going to do a, I'm not going to be able to listen to it. An episode for each oh, wait, disc of the box on set. So there's five discs. That's five episodes. <laughs> no, we will do one episode for the box set. The box set is awesome. I have the I box set. I love the box set. I have, I have the physical. It's all B-sides, and the B-sides are exquisite sometimes. Yeah, it's it's good. It's got some good stuff on it. And you might enjoy the covers album what's too. What's on the What's in the box set? Well, there's oh, a, there's a disc boxes. for each single. So like it's a, a set of boxes. Yeah, the bullet butterflies disc. So it's stuff that we've already heard. No, each only on each record you've heard one song. You've heard the single. So the bullet butterfly wings record has all covers on it. So you hear them cover a car song. You hear them cover a cure song. And then tonight tonight it's like all acoustic songs. They didn't make the album, so you hear those. And That's then cool. um, I'd be interested to hear that. Actually. Like thirty three has a cover of uh, My Blue Heaven on it, which is pretty cool. And I can let you guys borrow it. Yeah, I think it's on Spotify via Dropbox. The airplane flies high, turns left, looks right, something like that. Okay, that'll be next episode, and I think we did a great job with Melancholy. You guys were great, except for Ryan. And so, see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.